You're listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast with myself, Caleb Loya. Working with me to make this possible is my teammate, Tatsuya Murao. In the past episode, I gave an introduction about how to transform your organization through analytics. This is the second episode in a four-part series about transforming your organization. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can gather information to make better decisions. Now, I'm going to start by saying that most people in the United States and in the modern world gather the equivalent information that's the quality of, let's say, a McDonald's burger. So imagine that you live in a world where everybody is just eating a McDonald's burger for, let's say, lunch. How fit do you think they are to do the things they need to do on a daily basis? Now, I feel like that's where we are when it comes to information, that the equivalent kinds of information we're getting is very, very poor at the very, very least. And really, I haven't seen many conversations about gathering data or gathering information that is rich in actionable insight, that's rich in information that has data that's backing it that can be analyzed at a deeper level. Most of the things that we receive as far as information is at the top line. And so it's filtered many, many, many times to get to you. And that information that gets to you may be poor at best. And I'm no, I'm no exception to this. A lot of the information that I have gathered in the past has been through social media, either through Facebook or Twitter or whatever else. And, and what I thought about a couple of weeks ago was what percentage of this information is actually actionable or what information can I take from these different sources? So a few a few weeks ago, I was thinking about Twitter and I had a Twitter account at the time and I thought, well, what percentage of tweets really result in me actually doing something or me thinking about something in a different way? And I thought, really, if I was honest about the percentage of tweets that I looked at on a daily basis, it would probably be around three or four percent. So if I go back to my food analogy, that's really a nutritional value of 3% over the the entire time. So it's like me eating a cheeseburger that has a nutritional value of 3% and the rest is essentially salts, sugars, and fats, which could be useful maybe if I was in a situation where I was starving, but really I'm not starving. I I mean, most of us in the modern world are fit. They can eat the foods that are healthy to them, etc. And once I realized that I had the equivalency of being on a junk food diet, when it comes to gathering information, I've begun to start to gather information, to look at information in a different way. I've been able to curate information that helps me act more responsively to what's going on around me and be able to be a better leader. And I'm not exceptional in any way in terms of gathering information. I've used Twitter. I've used Facebook. I've used certain other social media sites. I've used YouTube, whatever else to gather information. 
But slowly but surely, I've been able to peel back the layers so that I could at least have a hope in gathering information that is at a higher quality. And so now I'm at a point to where I've cut off Twitter altogether, don't have a Twitter account, I don't have a Facebook account, and am only really trying to look for sources that can help me be more aware of what's going on around me in my intermediate circumstances and what's going on in the world. So I'm going to give you a few of the things that I have thought about as far as changing my information diet from being very poor quality to a high quality, high value diet when it comes to the information that I am consuming. But the first question I have is, why does it matter if I gather poor quality information? Does it really matter in the long run? Does it really make a difference? And I would say, yes, it does. And primarily, the reason why it makes a difference is because my mental health is tied to the information I gather. It's tied to the way that I interact in the world. And so if I gather information, for example, when I was on Twitter for 30 minutes to over an hour a day, I, re I recognized that when I was on Twitter, that my heart rate was just higher than normal, that I was more stressed out, that I was always looking for situations that uh, were emergencies out in the world that really didn't have an impact on what I was doing on a daily basis. I always looked for that dopamine hit when it came to anything to be fearful of, anything to be greedy of, and anything to react to. And so as I've been able to peel back these layers and be able to take out the low information sources, I'm trying to insert valuable and new information in its place in a process that helps me recognize that I can still make decisions based on valuable data but not be overwhelmed with everything that's going on in the world. And all of this goes down to being focused, having a focused mind, being well mentally and having a healthy life as far as what I do on a daily basis, how I think and how I decrease my anxiety, my propensity towards being stressful and anything else that can really throw my personal health out the window. So as a leader, one of the most important things for you to do is, is be healthy, be healthy physically and mentally. If you can do this, then this can permeate throughout your team and throughout your organization so that when you're on a call or having a conversation with somebody, you're not stressed out for no reason, that you can understand and have control over the ways that you can communicate and have better command over the ways that you can feel, think, and do the things you need to do. With this out of the way, here are some ways that you can replace your low value information with higher value content that can help you make better decisions. One of the first things that I recognized was that I need to cut out information that's not valuable to me. So on a percentage basis, what information is the equivalency of a McDonald's burger or what information is the equivalent of, let's say, a salad and let's say rice and beans. Being a Costa Rican myself, I love me some rice and beans with a side of salad. And the first thing you have to do is you have to cut out the content that is not valuable to you. So like the exercise that I did on Twitter to say, okay, 
what percentage of this information is actually insightful or what percentage of this information is actually actionable? If I ask this question and say, well, on Twitter, I really only get 5% of value out of everything that I see, then where can I find a source of information that has a higher quality of content? And so that's where now I have thought about gathering content from information sources that are more data-driven. And I know that sounds really, really ambiguous, but I'm going to get to how to get to more valuable insights. But the first step is to cut out the sources or try to limit the amount of information you gather that isn't as high of a quality. And I can tell you, this is probably one of the most difficult things to do is to cut out habits where you have often gone to on a daily basis. So many people, when they wake up in the morning, will go to their Instagram or their Facebook or whatever else. And it's very, very difficult to stop that habit and replace it with something else. And there are many, many books and resources about about changing your habits. And so I'm not necessarily going to go into the conversation about changing habits, but more so that you should put in the mechanisms and the triggers in order to change those habits. And if you do so, the rewards are, are great. And so I've been on this path for, I want to say three, four, maybe five years to where I decided I'd cut out Facebook. And so I cut out Facebook five or six years ago. And so I've been on this path of finding more and more valuable information. And so I thought, hey, Twitter and Reddit aren't so bad. Techies are on Reddit. They sometimes post inf interesting information. And Twitter isn't a bad place to go if I want information on, let's say, how markets are doing or the, how, how the economy is. But slowly, after these past five years, I've been able to take out information that I was gathering from Reddit because it was decreasing in value to me because I noticed that there was more and more posts about things that I didn't necessarily care about or couldn't really act upon. And the same with Twitter is that over time, it just became a place where people were arguing about this. And you can argue all day long on Twitter, but that doesn't necessarily help me in being able to be a better leader, to be able to act in better ways and to be more responsive to anything that happens out in the market or here in my intermediate or immediate circumstance. So the first step is to take out or try to wean yourself off of information sources that are low quality. And I'm not saying that I'm the best at this. I still like me a good YouTube video on, let's say, off-roading or any other thing that I'm interested in. But I try to limit that as best as possible and substitute that with information that is more valuable to, to me. And so the question is, okay, so suppose I cut down or I limit the amount of social media that I gather. How do I replace that with more valuable information? And that's the question that bears answer to, because a lot of people don't know what to do once they've cut out the TV, cut out social media, and they're like, well, now what do I do with the two, three hours I used to have for social media? And what I would recommend is fill that time with learning a new skill or a new hobby that you're interested in. That's the first place I would say. The second place is, is that try to fill your, your need for information with sources that are data rich. So here are a few places that you can go to get information that is better suited for making better decisions. And it all depends on your specific scenario, but 
Here are the ways that I look for better information on a daily basis. First of all, the information that I gather on a daily basis is what's the weather and what's the forecast for the given next two weeks. I know that sounds really boring and people can talk about the weather for till forever, but what that helps me do is understand, okay, well, it's going to be cloudy for the next few days. So if I feel a little bit depressed, it's just because I haven't seen sun and coming from a place where I'm used to seeing sun on a, on a daily basis. If it's the fall or winter or spring and I know, hey, we're going to have three or four days worth of rain, then I can just kind of cope with it. And so that's the first thing that I like to look at as far as data is what's the weather? What's it going to look like? Can I go outside and can I take breaks by just walking outside? Do I need a coat handy? All of those kinds of things. It's very, very simple, but it has helped me a, a lot. The second thing I like to do is I have a small little 401k that I've put a little bit of money into as far as hobby investing. It's not a big account, but it at least helps me track with the market. And so what I do is instead of looking at sports or tracking with sports like NFL or soccer or anything else, I treat the stock market essentially like a sport because that's kind of what it is. It's kind of a game that's online where people sell and buy things. And sometimes it's stock, sometimes it's commodities, sometimes it's crypto, whatever it is that's done on the, on the open market, on the public market. And so because I have uh, a few thousand dollars in a 401k, what that helps me do is it helps me track on a daily basis what the stock market is doing. And so. I can say, okay, well, this week, the dollar was down way, way down against the, the Russian ruble. And so I ask, okay, well, why is that? Well, the reason why is because Russia decided to trade all their oil in ruples instead of dollars. And that's a big deal because et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's how I gather information is I start by looking at the numbers as far as how the market's doing and then going from there. So another example is I like to look at commodities because that's the very, very raw materials that go into many other things. So for example, everybody knows, or a lot of people know that wheat has been up tremendously in the past, let's say six months. Soybean has, and a lot of other commodities have as well. And the reason why is also because of current events. And so I don't necessarily look at the news as much as I look at how the market is doing, because those market reactions fundamentally in my mind, synthesize all of the information out there in the world into what we call the stock market, at least as best as possible. And so that's what I do with my little 401k. I say, okay, well, these things are happening. How do I want to bet? And I essentially treat it like a sports bet. Like, you know how if you're in Kansas City and it's the playoffs, you're going to bet five or 10 bucks on the Chiefs to win that next game. That's essentially how I view the stock market. And the reason why is because I can do that while gathering information of what's going on in the outside world. So those are my two primary ways that I track what's going on in the world outside of, of what I'm doing. But when it comes to my daily work, what I do on a daily basis, that's when I try to build in the tools that help me make better decisions, that help me understand what's going on in my team, my company, etc. And this is where analytics comes in, is because what I'm trying to do is I'm not trying to go outside to look at information, but I'm trying to build the systems internally so that us as a team can perform at a higher level. So at Arcos Analytics, we, we look at, of course, our accounting information. 
And this is very simply our sales, our margins, our expenses, all of the boring things you think about accounting. And then we try to tie that into a fancy way of looking at it so that on a daily basis, I like to go and I like to say, okay, well, what are we doing in accounting? How's our sales? How's our profit margin? How are, how's our team doing? But then beyond accounting, there are other things I like to see, like how are we progressing on specific projects? And that's where we have specific project boards where we can see all the tasks that are going on and then how the tasks are progressing over time. There are other ways that we're visually representing data um, in different reports, but it all depends on how you want to lead your organization. And so if you are leading an organization that has many, many departments or many, many teams, you need to build out a way to look at that information on a daily basis. If you don't have the systems and tools to gather that information up and show it in a report, then you're going to inevitably be on an hour long call where you needed one piece of information. And the equivalency of a cheeseburger in business is an hour to an hour and a half call where nobody makes any decision and nobody really knows what's going on. But that can be cleared up if you have a specific report that tells you exactly what you need in five to 10 minutes. That's like the equivalency of a salad and a steak, if if you like that kind of thing. That can give you a lot of information in a short amount of time that can be actionable so that you don't have to spend time in that hour, hour and a half meeting deliberating on if you should do this, that or the other. And business is one of those two where many people can act like they're making a lot of decisions and they can act like they're doing a lot of work without actually doing a lot of work. And I've been in my fair share of organizations where that's the case, where people inevitably act like they're doing work, but don't really do much on a day-to-day basis. And unfortunately, one of the reasons why is because there is very, very poor information to act on. So if you as a leader don't have quality information to act on, then it can be tempting to not act at all. And that's the detriment if you have low quality information is that you can spend a lot of time gathering little bits of information to try to make actionable insights, but you don't have enough information that can actually move you or move others to make better decisions to act in ways that can improve the ways that your organization runs, functions, etc. So how do you get to a point within your work, within your team, within your organization, where you can start to gather high quality information that's actionable instead of acting on low value information? One of the first ways that I like to think about this is to build out a baseline that everybody understands. And this can be a one page report that has all the baseline metrics that somebody needs. And you can gather this information internally, even if it's an Excel spreadsheet that's feeding through to uh, a nice dashboard. It needs to be something that everybody agrees on is the metrics that they need to act on. Once you can gather that information, then you can start to show it in interesting ways. And, And since everybody has access to that same information, then they can all decide on how to act accordingly. One of the best examples that I have heard of this was on any given day, Sam Walton, uh, which was the founder and CEO of Walmart, he could call up any of his store managers and ask him what their profit margin is, 
per department per store. And so he could call a store manager or department managers and say, hey, what is your margin this week? What is your margin today? And if they didn't have an answer, they would be in big, big trouble. And that was one of the baseline metrics that Sam Walton had within his organization. And if anybody knows anything about Sam Walton, that man ran a tight ship. Like he was on top of his game and for good reason. And he was one of the kinds of people who was meticulous at every single level. And so when he asked the question of his store manager or department manager about a specific end cap or how they were showing specific product or what their profit margin was, and if they didn't have an answer, then, oh boy, it would be a day of reckoning for that person. And so within your organization, you can start to lead in a way that fits your style, but yet maintain baseline statistics or baseline metrics that everybody knows they should agree on and abide by. After you have those baseline metrics, then inevitably those within your team will start to ask information that is based on those, inf those metrics. So for example, with the Sam Walton example, if Sam Walton was asking his store manager, hey, what's your profit margin in your department? Then he can go and he can go, okay, well, why isn't your profit margin as high as it should be? Where are your expenses? Where are your pieces of revenue? What sub-department or what subcategory is not doing as well as you expected? Can we change X, Y, Z? So having one baseline metric can lead to many other actionable insights just by having that one metric that everybody can act upon or abide by on a daily basis. After you have that baseline metric, then you can start to build out and gather information from other sources that are more valuable to you. So you can expand on having a baseline metric to say, okay, this is how we're doing now. How is the market around us doing? And this is really, really simple to do if you know where to look. And there are many, many external data sources depending on your market. But one of the data sources I like is just fundamentally the World Bank, the OECD, and any other publicly available sources. Another great source for the United States is uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I love going in there and just seeing what's going on on an industry by industry basis. And this can help me when I'm working um, in our company or working with clients to say, okay, well, how are you guys doing and how are you guys comparing across the broad spectrum for your industry? For example, did you know that for the past 10 years, the world GDP has grown by an average of 2.39% or a little over 2%. And the United States has been growing for the past 10 years around 1.7%. So if I know this and I'm looking at an organization that's growing at, let's say, three or four percent, then I can say, oh, hey, you're growing faster than the, the GDP of the world, meaning that if time was exponentially built out, that you would be one of the top organizations in your industry if the growth rate was at two percent, for example. But there are a lot of ways to look at this. And so if you understand percentage growths, if you understand margin, if you understand these basic ideas, you can start to expand on them and build out the kind of information infrastructure and analytics infrastructure that can help you eliminate the need for low quality information. All of this to say is that there are so many ways that you can cut out low quality information and replace it with high value, high actionable content. And if you do this across 
what you do on a daily basis as far as your habits. And if you do this within your organization, it's very, very easy to move the needle because if you are all on the same page as far as information you're looking at, and if you all are on the path towards gathering information at a higher level, then you can start to make progress that was thought of as impossible. And there are countless other ways that you can gather more valuable information. And one of the ways I like to is just reading books, long form content in the form of books or long form podcasts that talk about a specific idea can help you expand the ways that you think about specific problems. And so more so than just gathering information as far as analytics and data and looking out to see what's going on in your market or within your industry, Reading books about specific topics can be helpful too because you can gather information that has already been synthesized in a conducive way. I can go on and on and I'm very passionate about this subject of gathering information that is higher quality than the equivalency of fast food. And I am on this path as well as many other people are on the path of being able to gather more interesting and more valuable information for mental health reasons, for leadership reasons, and for the ability to share this information with others. If you have any questions about this specific episode, which is part of a four-part series, feel free to reach out to us at podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at Arcos Analytics. You can also find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash Arcos Analytics. Thanks, and I will talk to you later.